When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Woo! Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't, don't matter. matter. I'm Sean. I'm Katie. How's it going? Howdy-do. It's a snow day. It's a snow day. It snowed here in Austin, Texas, and it was kind of, it's kind of comical because, he, oh, Roxy wants to go out, but yesterday... Everybody was like sending out these warnings. Like Roxy is usually, she usually has training on Thursdays. We record this on a Thursday. She usually has doggy training or we put her in daycare, but they're closed today because of inclement weather. And we knew that they told us like on Monday or something because the storm is coming. And then everything, I kept getting texts from like Travis County saying, you know, stay indoors. Don't go out. Blah, blah, blah. Storm watch. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, people really like batting the hatches and like, you know, in Montreal, they'd be like, what a lovely spring day. <laughs> um, but anyway, it poured rain last night and then it froze. And so all of our trees look like they have like, they were like dipped in ice. Do you know what I mean? If I was a younger man, I would take out some ice skates and I'd go skating outside. I don't think there's enough for that really. I know, but I was hoping maybe yeah. we ice down the driveway. And we could spray it. But anyway, what? But it really is now. So it rained all last night and then it got down to freezing and we had some sleet. And if anybody doesn't know what sleet is, it's like really, really small hail. That's the best way I can describe it. It's wet snow. Yeah. Anyway, so there was sleet. That's my then, idea of it. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, let's look it up because I think of it as a really, really small hail. But anyway, we've had sleet and um, and then some snow, but it's like a little dusting. Like you can still see through it. Interestingly enough, the postman still showed up. Did so, he? Yeah. Wow. So, you know, the, neither sleet, credo. no snow, nor rain or yeah, we'll rain, keep them nor from sleet. making a delivery. Yeah. So sleet is a form of precipitation consisting of ice pellets. Ah. It's like, it's like what I thought it was often mixed with rain or snow. So a thin coating of ice formed by sleet or rain freezing on contact, which is really what's happened outside. Yeah, I fell down and I sleeted myself. <laughs> no, but it's definitely like icy and it's like hard. It's not fluffy snow by any means. And I thought Roxy Girl would hate it because she hates the rain and she doesn't like being cold and she shivers and then she'll want in. Yeah, but, but Katie, what is one of her favorite treats? ice cubes uh-huh and so, what is outside right now a bunch of ice all over yeah so she's loving it she like licks and walks and licks and walks so she likes boots to eat pants leaves pants yeah Oak now leaves. it's frozen leaves now they're frozen treats she's Amazing. been chewing them up all morning i know so i guess we're starting off with puppy parlance but so she's been digging and we've been scolding her and filling them in and putting rocks around so she can't really dig anymore but because it's like snowing and icy outside we had to cover some of our plants because we have some like tropical plants oh so there i am this morning Mm -hmm. you made me a nice breakfast some eggs some toast perfect Mm -hmm. by the way you really know how to make a mean egg even though you flip it a little funny but (laughs) i'll flip you a little funny (laughs) (laughs) holy shit you heard it here first um so i look out the window as i'm enjoying my lovely breakfast that my lovely wife had prepared for me and my lovely dog is in the yard and she's pulling with all her might 
so she's a black and white dog so she really stands out against the ice snow mm -hmm. and she's going to town on the 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 shroud that goes over the bush yeah we bought they're called blankets like plant blankets mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we tightened them around some of the shrubbery and she decided to rip it off of one of them but she didn't get it off because no. we tightened it it's like tightened and also rocks on it to hold it to weigh yeah. it down we got to use those stakes but anyway she ripped off some bits of it because i found the bits because she brought them to the door and they were frozen to the i think because they were covered in her slobber then they were frozen to the deck so it's you know i just imagined her pulling the dumb and dumber move that we all pulled oh, yeah, as kids her <laughs> yeah sticking her tongue to a piece of metal and finding her outside like i don't think we have a piece of metal out there though that's the, the one thing oh true the gate yeah hopefully she does. i don't imagine she doesn't lick the mm -hmm. gate she never does not unless there's a good uh this is gonna be gross i don't know if i should even say this if there's bird poo that has fallen from the sky she doesn't like bird poo but other poos she's very curious about no she her likes... own poos yeah. was that mine <laughs> oh my god she's been farting up a storm so a question for people who own doggos <clears throat> do the doggy probiotics help because there's this brand i bought um after reading about this because she just farts her farts are like it's because you change the food that's why but it, she did it before then too no she stabilizes her gas uh her gas ratio stabilizes <laughs> but anyway there's a, a bunch of people talking about different vitamins and probiotics and things that dogs gone too need. far well then there's just this it's the stuff that you bought that you put like just a little scoop of it in with their food and this lady said that her dog's farts used to peel the paint off the walls and then no longer oh well that's quite the testimonial i thought it was and it wasn't very you have a lovely house i just it smells so bad in here and your paint is awful <laughs> why is your paint peeling <laughs> Well, I don't want to Rufus point any over fingers, here. but uh. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'll report back. But, you know, the ingredients didn't look like it's anything that's going to hurt her by any means. So, yeah. Is it uh, we'll probiotics like the Vikings used to make? It's exactly like only for people who really love their pets. Okay. Sean and I got, I think we told them, didn't yeah. we? We got a good giggle out of these treats we got that are cod and shrimp because we're supposed to keep her more on like a salmon diet. <laughs> like fish based just because it's better tolerated and she gets she has allergies anyway she's very high maintenance but so i looked high and low for like these certain types of treats because our vet had said like cod and shrimp or something anyway i found these ones are like icelandic dog treats and the the marketing kills me it's like dried out in the in the icelandic air just like the vikings did for people who truly love their pets yeah, you know the Vikings would eat their pets too, right? Probably. Yeah, things I would got too. slim. Yeah, things get you're on a boat, it's you and uh yeah. old woofer, you know. I don't know if Vikings had dogs. Did oh, I'm they? sure they did. Their dog I think canines are everywhere. Probably like huskies pretty, or malamutes or something. Pretty successful yeah. no, species no around the world. No, I Roxy would not make she doesn't have a double coat. No, she's a single coat girl. Yeah. She's got a little short hair. Yeah. Almost like a pit bull. Hardly any around her armpits. I know. Which she's, is funny. It's funny. It's like and it thin. allows her to run faster. She's it's, stealthy. She's getting bigger, but she's not getting taller. 45 pounds. She looks like a, a Remember sausage. last night? We were, yeah, we were watching uh, wild pigs are everywhere and they're shooting them <laughs> from California, helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm okay with hunting, I guess, you know, if you're going to eat it. But wild boar, dangerous and nasty, man. They'll ruin your fences and rip into your yard and they tear. They're very dangerous. Apparently, they, they multiply. Yeah, crazy. They have litters. Litters after litters, mm -hmm. like right away as soon as they pop out. I think, what do they do? Like 10 at a time? They can do. I think it's like 6 to 12 or something. Wow. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. It's a lot it up. of work. It's not but really they, important. They have like 
I think maybe four in a year for sets of litters. That's fucking nuts, sets. Man. No, that's not right. Sets of litters. That'd be eight. <laughs> you mean they like have, they have four litters two a year? Gazinta four twice. They can have four litters a year. Yeah. yeah. Litters itself is the right. That's the mm-hmm. multiplier right they there. Get, they would get pergante four yeah. times a year. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they're they're all over the place in California, mm-hmm. and they're all over the place in Texas. Apparently, they're spreading. Yeah, not like well, wildfire. We should change the saying we to should, like it's spreading like horny wi- pigs, like wild boar. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> well, even so, we're getting a generator for our home because you can't trust the power grid. Can't trust it. Don't trust and it. And we're not saying that as being like preppers. It's just apparently that's the the thing to do here. Well, it's it's that part, and also the fact that our living is on our hard drives, and if something happened to them, we'd be like. We're fucked. Yeah. So we're just protecting ourselves. But anyway, we're, obviously we have power and we're fine. But um, but we're getting a generator just so that we're prepared. And the guy who sold us our generator also has like this huge chunk of property in Texas where you can go hunting. And he was saying, because he lives on like five acres, how they're always having to kill wild boar trying to break through their fence. Because the rule is in Texas that if they're doing any damage to your property, you can kill them. I think it's, uh, it doesn't even have to, you don't have to have damaged property. Oh, I, I thought they, he said something about it ruining part of his fence. So he was able to shoot it. Maybe that was something different. Not Maybe that's more. why he wanted to shoot it. Probably. But um, yeah, he's got a big parcel of land. Yeah. It's really cool. I was jealous. I know. I'm thinking about maybe we get a big parcel. Maybe we, land we're ranchers, Sean. I'm not a rancher. Yeehaw. I can hardly, I, I've talked a big game, Katie. Can you rope and, I, and ride? I've got no. <laughs> oh, speaking of which. <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw quite possibly one of the more interesting forms of bullfighting. Now, interesting I'm form not, of bullf- I don't support bullfighting. I know you don't either, but interesting form. Well, no, form. I do not at all. Okay, and so the, the, tell me more. So bullfighting, a lot of people are probably aware of it, but they kill the bull in the uh, in the traditional bullfighting. They what? Yeah, the guy with the cape. He kills him? Yeah, he stab. He continues to stab the bull with these long. Oh, I hate it! Spears. I hate it already. I know. I don't want to know anymore. Well, the bull is so hopped up on testosterone. I don't want to know anymore. Well, la, 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 la. The point being, it's a a beautiful machismo dance. Whatever. No, it's I never stupid. And I hate never it. dug it. But also, who am I to judge someone else's culture? It's, well, it's a th- yeah, whatever. I don't want to hear about it. So it's from Spain, Espana. Oh, Espana. Espana. Is that how they say? I have no Spain. idea. Uh, anyways in spain they do the bullfighting right Mm -hmm. and i think they do it in other countries like i think portugal does a version of it but so they've moved on i think recognizing that hey we shouldn't be killing a bull torturing an animal yeah um so then they do it just with the cape now and so you have to outwit the bull without your swords or whatever the they want to call the 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 i'm sure there's a name for okay please stop talking about that part and move on to what so they move to that well now apparently I don't even think they use the the cape in some forms of bullfighting. It's just just a a dude who's like parkouring away from the bull, which I think that's pretty good. I think if you're going to, if you're going to do like the the bullfighting should just be you fighting the bull, not with a cape, not with a swords, but just you running around the ring. You know, I mean, possibly. I think the whole like thing's pretty I, crazy. You want to show me that you're tough, you know, give it a karate chop and see. What I know happens. it's like a cultural thing, maybe. It's, I don't think it's cultural. I think it's just a tradition within, you know, it's like. Art. No, but have you seen how they, the matadors dress? Like, it's a real. Uh, maybe I should. Maybe I should start dressing like a matador. It's, that's pretty fancy. You get Not to wear those. Me tight pants and the and the vest with the shiny bits and like is that what you you want to wear well it's it's just such a peacock of a human let me get you some tight pants well i gotta lose some weight <laughs> i'll be like uh what's his name uh in nacho libre 
Oh, yeah. We get you some. <laughs> Squeeze my butt cheeks. Um, Jack Black. Jack Black is so, so funny. I yeah, enjoy him very much. Sort of so, I just watched recently on my flight to, was it to or from Washington when I went home back in December? Um, I watched The Holiday and I forgot Jack Black was in that chick flick and I really liked it. I was yeah. like, oh. Anyway, so what? Oh, so there is that sport I saw, mm-hmm. which is, I think, pretty cool. You fight the bull, just mano a bulo, you know? <laughs> Uh, not abuela like un burro. <laughs> not mano abuela <laughs> not donkey, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah no that's grandmother isn't it abuela, abuela. is grandmother yeah. burro so, is donkey yeah that's okay. why i say it's a face like un burro you've, you've been doing the duolingo so I you have really have doing, the i don't have i haven't had animals yet uh so far it's more it, you know like the basic stuff that i kind of know i'm actually surprised how much is coming back to me because they'll like they'll give you a phrase and you have to either translate it or say it out loud, you know, like donde esta el hospital or oh. uh, donde esta la, uh, la derecha. That's right. Left's left. Oh no. Right is right. Derecha. Uh-huh. Left derecha. is. Skierda. Yep. I get scared to go left. It's a skierda. A skierda. <laughs> In French it's droite. Uh-huh. It's pretty, right. pretty close. And but then the left is gauche. Gauche. Yeah. Which? So gauche. I always think people, who, you know, I'm left-handed. I'm so gauche. Oh my God. Right. She's so gauche. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, I'm surprised at how much I remember. Yeah. And a lot of the words are very similar. Like, um, you know, like hospital, like hospital being hospital. Very similar. Mm, you Pas- lost me. What are you? Passport is passporte. You know, some words are very similar. But then I'm like, I'm impressed that I remember some of the some of the words that I do, like maleta is like your, uh, your suitcase. Oh, I think it's maleta. There's maleta ticket. Damn. I got to keep doing my Duolingo. <laughs> yeah. I think maleta's. Yeah. I think it's suitcase. I think we've, I think we've successfully. Okay. Well, um, in other news, I saw another sport that I think I could, uh, bring up, which I think is very yeah, interesting. Yeah, your bag. Mm-hmm. Maleta. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I was flipping through the Instagram, the Twitter, or the Snapchat, or one of these apps. And mm-hmm. uh, as I was mindlessly scrolling the other day, mm-hmm. I found grown men pillow fighting. And they're inside of a boxing ring. And they're... No. They, yeah. I, I thought I was watching a boxing match. We haven't talked about this in a these while. These two guys jumped into the ring. And I, I thought, well, I'm going to watch a little... Uh, I was thinking Olympics boxing. Because that's what it looked like. You know, oh, the like ring a is ring. square. Mm-hmm. You know, which mm-hmm. is weird. They call it a boxing ring, but it's square. And so they get in there and then, you know, they, they square off, they look at each other and then they, they both picked up pillows and beat the shit out of each other for, it was, it was pretty long. It was about five minutes. I mean, it was a good fight, but he had one technique, like he would, he, he really, I don't How know if they trained. How is a good fight? Well, you know, I'm not one for pugilism. I, I like it. I like watching it, but I know the repercussions. What's pugilism? Um, That's you know, pugs. Word. No. It, it's derived from. No. Yeah. Pugilism is fighting. Oh. Yeah, uh, being a pugilist. But it doesn't derive from And that's pugs. where when people are like, oh, he's a pug, you know? What? Yeah. Street talk, Katie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen, if Prison Mike was here, he would tell you <laughs> that uh, a pug is a, you know. What's worse about jails are dementors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, these two pugilists uh, beat the shit of each other. And I think they were feather pillows. I don't think they do synthetic, you know, that, that would probably be cheating. Well, it doesn't like floof out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's not as exciting if you if you really smack him with a pillow. Wouldn't it hard bust enough. open? Exactly. That's what you're. That's the knockout. Yeah. That's the coup de gras. You know, the cup of fat, as they say. And uh, oh, a pugilist is a professional hobby of boxing. So it's a boxer, right? Yeah, P- 
pugilism is he uh, said yeah. fighting i was just checking oh yeah yeah you your fact you know i guess you do have to fact check me I, i'll make stuff up i'll slide it in you know well i just never heard that word before and i was like how come it's not in my vernacular i haven't at least heard it and it's because i don't enjoy boxing at all and i don't like i have you know yeah if rocky shows up on tv Mm -hmm. You know that it's followed by nine more Rocky films mm -hmm. right after if you catch Rocky one. So, uh, you know, if you've never sat through a Rocky. Marathon, I don't encourage you to do it. Well, I just I don't imagine that we had it on that one day. And I was like, oh, Adrian, it's too much. It's too much. I have class. I have charm. I do push ups with one arm. Mm. Rap and Rambo so big and strong. I mean, it's a it's a cute little love That's story. Ish. But it's funny because when we were watching, I was like, Sean, this is a chick flick. And he's like, no, it's not. And I was like, yeah, it the is. first two are soap operas for sure. So no, good. It's fine. They're, they're I mean, man soap operas. Kind of. I mean, it's just not my thing. I didn't enjoy it because no, I, I wouldn't watch it again. But that's, you know. I don't know how we're going to stay together. <laughs> yeah. Take it back. So <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I Should take we get it back. Into some letters. Um, Do we I, have anything else to talk about? No, we have tons to talk about. We could talk about, um, okay, let's get into some letters. <laughs> I'm like, what you going to come up it's with? It's weird on a snow day. We don't really have much going on. Um, Time to get in some letters? Yeah. What else do we have to talk about? Oh, one last thing. Yeah. Um, I wrote a note down and it's, um, I mean, you shop a lot online. No, take it back. I mean, we do all our shopping online. Let's we do. But I don't like to go into any stores ever. It's so bait and switch these days because you... We had to buy a couple of pieces of uh, furniture, so like a chair and a bookshelf, right? Mm -hmm. But what what happens inevitably is you you, you look through the catalog, you're like, oh, I like this, you know, mm -hmm. and oh, and they offer ninety different coverings, Versions. yeah, mm -hmm. you know, the subtle things to make it yours. Mm -hmm. Could be performance velvet, which is just basically velvet um, <laughs> that doesn't last very long. But you know, what color, what mm -hmm. what sort of tweed weave do you want? Yeah. All so the you fabrics. go through all of it, right? Mm -hmm. And then at the end, they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's a lovely couch. I really think, you know, you're yeah, talking to the person on the phone. Put it in your cart. You yeah. don't talk to anybody, Sean. What are you talking about? Well. You're yeah. online. You put it in your cart. Yes. And it says ships in 14 to 18 weeks. Right. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. Mm -hmm. I was trying to build it up there. You didn't really help me. I wanted to get on the phone with the customer service and be like, what do you mean? But anyways, we'll just go with it from there. But you, but, but you started off by saying when we shop online, I know. you said you shop online. And I said, yeah, I don't like to go in any stores ever. I know. I really that's why I got on the phone with the customer service. Okay. So, but mm -hmm. what I've been seeing lately, <laughs> and this is what gets me excited, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. it says... Magic right words. at the bottom, and this is it kind of gets me excited when I'm shopping. It says, "In stock and ready to ship." <gasps> Amazing, right? Save me the trouble of doing all the you know shopping if you mm -hmm. don't have the stuff. And, oh, we'll have it here in six months. Well, I know Peter we, just uh -huh. got a couch that he ordered in August. I'm Holy like, shit! Hey, that's crazy. Yeah, he didn't know that it would be like. Well, we've had that even earlier, not even just Christmassy type stuff or yeah. around that time period before that like because mm -hmm. we moved so we had to order like a side table and we got that bench for our bedroom and our, our remember how long our bed took mm -hmm. everything we were sleeping on a mattress on the floor for like i don't even know how many months it's kind of cool i didn't mind i thought it was made us feel you know we ordered it in what uh, in june and it came in august oh this is a platform bed what's your platform the floor <laughs> it's, it's very it's very hip you see it in architectural digest a lot you know 
But everything took like months right. instead of weeks like normal. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, not here's like a good... special order. Cause I do understand when they're making something for you. Yeah. If you're not picking from the ones that are already made, there's usually like two or three fabrics that they right. know lots of people are going to like. If you're not picking from that, then I get it that it's like made to order. So it can take like, you know, six to eight weeks used to be what it was. And now it's like 12 to 14, but we had to order some stuff for our studio. We ordered some bookcases and like a sleeper sofa and they're not arriving until luckily till the 2024. Studio. <laughs> no, it's like six months. Yeah. Which is wild. <sighs> wild. I tell you, I'm okay with waiting. It's just, it's interesting to see how things are, you know, kind of out of stock and whatnot. Well, and what will ship and what won't. Cause like a lot of the Play little game, will it ship? I know. Well, the, a lot of the decorations that I got for the studio for like the bookcases, that stuff's shown up. So we've got like these little wooden birds that I ordered mm. and like these vases and stuff, but no bookshelf to put it on. Yeah. And our plant arrived very quick, very quickly. She's, she's beauty. She's grace. I mean, I'm not much of a decorator. It's a, a wooden or a metal cabinet with, you know. I think we can do better, but I just haven't fiddled with it. Cause I haven't had time. Right. Right. Anyway, yeah. does anybody else feel like it's the things around the house, like little things, like getting that propped up on something though that goes forever without being done? Like, I'll just wait and wait and wait. And then I swear to God on one Saturday, I'll be like, I'm going to do everything. And it takes me like 40 minutes. I'm done with everything. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Katie, what do you put this off for, for so long? Like the filter <laughs> in our fridge need to be, needs to be changed. I need to clean the air filter, the house air filter. I need to although put the no we don't have to the clean the, the house filter doesn't need to be changed no, the one the plug-in one that we brought from the apartment oh oh oh, oh the Not air the purifier. house house one but yeah mm-hmm. right right um the water purifier i'm gonna call that a scam because mm. the water tastes the same as when the purifier is new so it's not a flavor thing i don't think it's ever a flavor thing it's a uh filament would you call it that no uh uh i don't know it's like it gets the salt out, maybe the mercury. Yeah, yeah, the, that's what's happening. The the, the hard the, minerals. The, yeah, yeah. The mineral stripper. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it, the water yeah. tastes different, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it didn't feel as heavy. So what I did is I bought the off brand. Yeah, I bought the discount. They're filters. so expensive though. The they on are. brand, and who cares if it's fucking what? What is it? Will Whirlpool or some shit? I don't think Whirlpool makes their money off of selling you the fridge. I think they make their money it's is selling like printers. filters they sell you those expensive uh, know, ink cartridges you... which i have a recommendation for all of you out there if you own a printer in your home make sure it's a brother printer this is not sponsored oh brother where oh, art thou? brother but their ink cartridges last forever we only do black who, black and white who needs color printing i who's printing that much anyways right what is this 1995 look i printed a calendar <sighs> Thanks. Oh my God. Have you seen that? Uh, it's like a video that's going around the internet about how people say that uh, in the, you know, nowadays everyone's such a distracted driver because we have our phones and then it shows, it says me in the nineties and it shows him first with like, he puts a CD, pulls a CD out and puts it in his mouth and then opens the huge book of CDs that we used to have. And he's like flipping through while he's driving and flipping, looking and then puts the CD away. And then he grabs a MapQuest papers out oh. and flips the, and I was like, oh my God. MapQuest. I remember when my mom and I came down to California to look at colleges, we had, before we even left MapQuested, we had to plan out our trip, like to the letter where it was like, where we were going to go from, from here to there, to there, to there. So it was like from the hotel we were staying at first to that, that one 
college, then back to the hotel. Then from that hotel to this different college, then back to the other hotel because we were changing hotels. Like 19 pages of instructions from oh, right? MapQuest. And that was a, a godsend. You know, you got that. You thought you were because otherwise you had to have those those uh, this, the the AAA uh, mm-hmm. maps. The maps. And then after the AAA maps, because I used to love a good map and I would collect them. I'd go into AAA or CAA. In oh, Canada. to make sure you had ones from different areas. And oh, them. I would just get them because they were free. So you'd just grab as many maps as you wanted. Why would you want maps? Well, let's say I was visiting Shakutami. Oh, you're talking different area maps. You're not getting like five of one. You're not getting like... Th- like oh, yeah. No, I would just get two of each. Why two? So I'd have a fresh set because inevitably they always wear out. No, there's nothing worse than cool. using a map and then you know where the fold marks are and then there'd be a hole and you know because you, you use well, the map a lot. How much traveling are you doing using these maps? I'm a traveling man. <laughs> oh, my <Mail> God. <laughs> how old awesome. are you? <laughs> See, this is the difference in age. So, but then after, I never used maps, never. Oh, but you never went on adventures. And I, I used a map quite a bit when I was younger. I was a baby mm-hmm. when that was what people did, Sean. Well, it's not that I didn't go on adventures. First of all, I grew up in the country. Second of all, my dad would do the map stuff. Right. And he'd always well, get mad because my mom would fold it wrong. That's how you get the holes and, in the map. So they would do that when we would go. But. I was a child. Yeah. Okay. We are already By the time that. I drove, by the time I drove, we had MapQuest. Dude. No, you didn't. You probably had the Thomas guide. And then, because there was a transition from, from the map to like map no, pages think in about, a we binder. We printed out MapQuest when I went to look at colleges and I was 18. Uh-huh. I started driving at 16. Mm-hmm. I think you would have been better suited with a Thomas guide. But MapQuest is nice because it was turn by turn. I don't even know what a Thomas guide is. <laughs> and then after that. We had What's the, the Tom Tom. A Thomas so guy? it was like there are these, you know. Oh, remember small... when I first had my sales rep job? You got me a Tom Tom. Yeah, because I, I didn't no want to turn into bad neighborhoods. So I was like, yeah, Sean was very sweet. And then I found Tom-tom. that when I got rid of my car when we went down to one car, I was like, oh, my Tom Tom. And it was like, beep, boop, beep, boop. Katie, don't <laughs> throw me out. Beep, boop, boop. And I like, think I donated it. See you later, Tom Tom, loser. Because some people might not have a phone. Yeah. So I was like, I'll donate it to Goodwill. But it's all these, you know, incremental creeps in technology. Mm-hmm. We went from the map, which I think everyone used since, you know, the time they were riding around horses, you know, or whatever, to up until maybe the maps. 1990s. When did maps start being made? Well, as soon as someone had a piece of paper and, you know, and a, a, can you imagine? A, and a rough idea of, of where things were. And Neanderthal's map would be like, uh, you know, some bushes and then like some flat land. And then... Uh, wow, even Greek... Greek academic anaximeter is believed to have created the first world map in the 6th century BC. Well, you know, map is just because uh, wow. someone lost their keys all the time. Ptolemy? Yeah. That must be map making? The art of map making? I don't Ptolemy. Know, so Ptolemy to GPS, the brief history of maps. Mm. I mean, I really think it's fascinating because if you don't know where you've been, how do you know where you're going, you know? Mm-hmm. So... You know who had a good job is the guys who used to sail around in boats and they just sail along co- the coastline uh-huh. and Let's then they'd have to draw the coastline. But if no one's ever been there before, you could be quite the fraudster. Like, let's or you say just you're make it up. hired by the king of Spain, Espana. I could totally would, see myself doing that where yeah, I was like, like, I don't want to go any farther. I'm just this gonna, is a nice beach. Just I'm just give just it a squiggle, to... squiggle and a line and a squiggle and then curve it around. <laughs> Katie, it looks like you drew a giant penis. Where did you go? Florida. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? It wasn't even Iraq. It was south was of France. Down. <laughs> or no, Italy, I guess, has a little thing. 
But listen to this introductory paragraph. It's in Smithsonian Magazine. I'll give the link to Sean. It says, Last spring, a 23-year-old woman was driving her car through the Ontario town of Tobermory. It was unfamiliar territory for her, so she dutifully followed her GPS. Indeed, she was so intent on following the device that she didn't notice her car was headed straight for the Georgian Bay. So she drove down the boat launch and straight into the frigid water. No, Michael. I'm just doing what the machine tells me to do. She thankfully managed to climb out and swim to shore as her bright red Yaris sank beneath the waves. Accidents like this have become weirdly common. You don't say. Well, there's the pedestrian version where someone's on their phone and they just walk into a pothole oh or a God. manhole. I'll that's never open. forget that lady at the mall that was caught on obviously their CCTV on her phone walking into the mall fountain. Oh, yeah. And instead of just being like, just owning it, I was on my phone. She was like, I had a friend from church who was in dire need of my advice. I'm like, Come on, lady. Nobody's going to need your advice. You just walked into a fucking fountain. Right? I, that's what I think. I mean, just eat it. It's one of those times when you do something stupid and you're like... Own it. You got to own it, man. People respect you more if you own it. Own Agreed. a mistake. Makes okay. you human. Is it letter time? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into the letters. Letter time. I feel like we need a little uh, jingle where it's like... Let's get into your letters. Let's get into your letters. I think that jingle's Let's already taken. Get to this lobby. Get ourselves some treats. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Oh, uh, we're almost caught up on our letters. I know. I was so proud of this. Almost inbox zero. Mm. I think we're going to change it up what we're doing with letters after Why? we get to inbox zero. Why? Well, just to make it fresh, a new segment. Fresh. We'll, we'll explain our details, our demands. We'll explain those. You have one day. Yeah. Um, soon, but we won't do it on this episode. I don't even know what you're talking about, so I'll have to get on the board also. Oh, yeah. I'll put it to a vote. Okay. So we have a letter from Sam. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's entitled, Home Sweet Home and what was i thinking oh there's this country song what was i thinking i think it's a uh, uh dirk bentley that's what made me think of okay if anybody knows that song you know you're singing it now loranda manbert what that's who why sings that, isn't it? do you have dyslexia sean miranda lambert oh <laughs> were you being serious yeah <laughs> loranda <laughs> I, I don't she, listen to that much country I think music. Sean just had a stroke. <laughs> Loranda <laughs> Mambert is what you said to me, and I thought you were joking. Oh no! Oh honey, I do do that sometimes. I trip over. I I'll flip the words around. You a do little. a little flippity flop. Yeah, mm. it's okay. Okay, just shows that I I owned a mistake just now. Yeah, I thought it was a. a I would have let it slide, but you had to point it out. <laughs> well, I thought it was a joke, and <laughs> yeah. usually then you're like, ha, 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 but no. Mm. Mm. We'll get him. Boy, back. this coffee sucks. We'll get him a cat scan later. Okay. So, home sweet home, and what was I thinking? It says, hey, Sean and Katie and the OTDM community. Hello, Sam. It's me again. Oh, sorry, Riley. I'm wrong. I read the name before reading what they said. It's me again, Riley, and I remember that, and I apologize, Riley. Your Kiwi listener who was stuck in the UK because of the pandemic. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. The update on that is that after about five or six months of trying to get a space in the quarantine hotels in New Zealand, is that why that pregnant woman was stuck in... In Afghanistan. Yeah. What was going on with that? Because is it because okay. they don't have enough quarantine space? I have no idea what's going in New Zealand, but that was a story mm-hmm. with a terrible headline. And it was pregnant woman stuck in. No, the Taliban treats me better than New Zealand. Mm. And I thought, well, that's really salacious. But and I thought that we were going to get a real wackadoodle lady 
No, she was like a normal she journalist. She was a total lady. normal. Yeah, she was a journalist who is stuck in Afghanistan mm-hmm. and then couldn't get out because she couldn't get back to New Zealand. They wouldn't. They didn't have room for her, she said. But listen to this, though. This makes sense, though. After about five or six months of trying to get a space in the quarantine hotels in New Zealand, New Zealand, get your shit together, get more hotels or something, or just PCR test people and keep them for like a day. Sweet Jesus. And much stress from the uncertainty, I got a space. Yay! Quarantine quarantine hotel, Riley's on her way. Um, I got, okay. And I'm now back with my family after two years of being away from them. Wow. I began writing this letter while I was in quarantine in a hotel, but I got distracted. So here we are a month later finishing it. There's a story, not a story. There's a a scene in a film Mm -hmm. and it's the Godfather Mm two when Vito Corleone comes to America Mm -hmm. and he's put in quarantine and it's, it's a sad scene, right? Like there's a little boy who's smuggled out of Italy uh, Mm -hmm. or Sicily. And he comes to America all by himself on the ships. He was smuggled, you know, out of his little village. He made it all the way to New York and he's at Ellis Island. It's a great scene. Master cinematography. Godfather part two. Mm. And it's the the story of a young. I don't know if I've ever seen Godfather like back. I've watched like clips over the years. It's good. Part three is terrible. Mm. Not terrible. It's just, it doesn't hold up as good as part one, two, but the quarantine scene, it's a Mm. little boy dressed like a little Italian kid from, you know, the 1920s or Mm -hmm. 30s. And uh, he's got a a jacket on. He's sitting in a chair in Ellis Island while they're quarantining him because... They want to make sure they don't have anything. Yeah, tuberculosis or anything Mm -hmm. like this, you know. And so he's sitting there and and it it just looks so sad and lonely. There's this kid in America, you know. All by himself. Yeah, in a brick room (laughs) and he's looking out. I think you see... Maybe it's the Statue of Liberty or maybe it's the Hudson. Yeah. yeah, The Hudson River probably and and the tall buildings beyond it. And he's singing in this like high pitch little boy voice, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, is that falsetto or something? What what is that one? I mean, it's falsetto if you, it's just his little boy voice. Yeah. Whatever range that is. Uh, So he's. Oh, uh, he's a little kid. He's not like a tenor. Yeah. yeah, He's not singing in falsetto because he's just a little boy. Right. Is falsetto where you're making it up? It's like, like where the word. False where, fits into it. I, I don't. I wouldn't want to misspeak because I did take. Uh, oh, I music do all theory. the time. Don't worry about it. Just make it up. No, but I did take music theory back in the day. And falsetto, I think, is like. So there's this. Why am I forgetting all of my words from? I'm sorry. My teacher would be. Mr. Poland would be so disappointed. But there's a break in everyone's voice, like a. A natural. Yeah, a natural break where you go from octave. Yeah, and you jump up into some, what's it fucking called? You know, there's yeah. some people who have beautiful voices. I do not, but I, I can't sing. But some it's a people. a vocal register. Oh. Occupying the frequency range just above the modal voice register. So modal. I knew it. Damn. I just couldn't remember. Um, but anyway, so it's produced by the vibration of, you know, edge of the vocal cord. Blah, 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 blah. The term falsetto is most often used in the context of singing to refer to a type of vocal phonation, uh, phonation or phonation that enables the singer to sing notes beyond the vocal range of a normal or modal voice. So that's why it's like so above. You, you twist your vocal cords mm-hmm. to produce a an unnatural register. Yeah, it says the typical tone of a falsetto register or M2 usually has a characteristic breathy and flute-like sound relatively free from overtones. Because oh. it's not so uh, bassy. Right. Ah, you know? It always makes me think of Prince. Prince mm-hmm. sings in a, in a falsetto, I believe, because he didn't talk like that. He had a deep voice, as well as Michael Jackson and uh, Beck. 
Gonna mm. take you up to Glendale. Yep. Gonna yep. have a real nice meal. I think and her name is Brenda. They always <laughs> use falsetto when they think of men, but it's women do it too. It's okay. both. It's not just a It's just a thing. register change yeah. and you get up into the higher. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Anyway, so that's what it is. Well, I hijacked that story. So the little kid was singing in a high, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just a sad <laughs> song of lament or something, you know, and you're like, wow, it's it's haunting. Here's this kid in America. Yeah, singing and that's this little Italian like, song. Yeah, how did this how did this company. little boy become the Godfather? Because you're Marlon Brando when he's older, you know <sighs> that guy. But you're seeing this little boy coming to America, and then you see the story unfold of Crazy. how this kid became. So this is not uh, Riley's situation so much, oh. but <laughs> but they're in quarantine in a hotel. Okay, but then got distracted. So here we are, a month later, finishing the email. The short story of the whole being stuck in the UK situation is that I went over there to study at a Bible school. And then after six months, COVID shut everything down. I couldn't get home then because flights kept getting canceled. So I stayed in the UK until my school opened up again, which was about after six months of being closed. I went back there and volunteered for just over a year. And during that, all of my meant um, during that, all this, I think that's just a typo. Volunteer for over a year, and during all this, my mental health declined. Mm. Fair enough, because I mean, six months of no school—like, what do you do with your time and yourself? I'd, I'd lose my mind. I get—I think when it comes to taking breaks or vacation, like a good two weeks, and I'm like, I got to do something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I, I don't do. have anything to fall like to, and it's not that I have to like be productive. It's not that. It's just I need I I need to have something that I need to do helps me feel purpose? yeah i have to have some kind of purpose purpose gives you drive mm-hmm. or drive gives you purpose and know. um riley started therapy during this time as well and so we made the decision that i needed to head home i began trying to get home and that involved different applications what but you're from i don't understand you think that if you're from a country and you want to go back you just like book your flight and you're like sayonara suckers like in the states that's what was happening people are just flying back yeah, I think every country had and... their own fears. And you know, it's interesting. And I don't know if this is something that's making its way around the world yet. Mm-hmm. Information wise, Johns Hopkins, which always blows me away. I always thought it was John Hopkins because John is the natural name, right? Like yeah, but John's. John, John's. It's like, what's the that's steakhouse? So uh, Ruth's Chris. Yeah. Ruth's Chris says steakhouse. And then you put a steak right after Chris. Ruth's Chris steakhouse. So anyways, John's Hopkins, Hopkins just put medical out. facilities that is the research. Yeah. <laughs> See, anyone can speak English, but they just put out uh, some papers floating around. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the accuracy of this yeah. is, but they're saying that it's like the shutdowns, the lockdowns that they yeah, imposed, didn't actually didn't do much. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised down. because people were still doing things like locking down restaurants and bars maybe meant that people didn't get sick quite as quickly yeah what's the latest one is was it gavin newsom parting it up in uh at the football game they've got photos oh, really? of without his mask on he's telling everyone else mask mandates oh, they're and still distancing. doing mask mandates in i think california so. yeah god i'm so glad to be out of there but now you wear the masks over your ears so you don't hear people as much <laughs> you know, yeah oh my god like, uh, you know you know the three monkeys there's the uh see no evil hear no evil Mm -hmm. speak no evil Mm -hmm. but now they do it with the mask oh makes sense over your eyes over your mouth over your ears makes sense yeah yeah could totally do that not that i'm anti-mask at all i I actually i mean i wear a mask when i go indoors especially because omicron's so uh easily 
transmissible right. or they're super contagious. But we but, wear proper masks, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that masks are good or bad, and I don't want to get into that argument. But if you're going to wear a mask, you have to wear a medical grade one. Yeah, they say fabric ones aren't as good anymore. Right. Plastic traps particles a little bit better. It's a tighter weave. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I Maybe mean, I could get a tighter. I'm not weave a virologist, and I don't want to get into like COVID chat because honestly, no. I'm sick of it already. But I mean. A virus is a virus, and if it's going to get through and infect you, it's going to get through and infect you. The thing that I think masks do is they keep the spittle from my mouth flying out towards you. Right. I think that's really what it does. Could be, for sure. It also right. keeps your sneezes and your burps, and it's horrible. Oh, I don't sneeze with the mask on. You pull it down and then, then release your particles into the air? Well, I look to make sure no one's around first. Oh, Sean's irresponsible, you guys. Okay. I'm responsible. I make sure no one gets the virus. <laughs> We don't even have the virus. I don't okay. have the virus. Not yet. Knock on wood. I know. Crazy. Two years into it, and I'm still ducking and weaving. I know. That's my, that's, I love, and I know I talked about this last time, but I just have to share it again, was that like someone in 2022 who hasn't caught COVID yet, and it's like the Mario with all the flames, and those things are super long, and you're like, ah. yeah. that's how it feels. We went to New York, and I was like, for sure, we got it, and we did not. I know. Magic moments. Okay. Let's get back to Riley's story. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I began trying to get home, and that involved different applications and waiting, uncertainty, and many periods of hopelessness. I eventually was able to get home, and here I am. That was the short version. I'm happy to elaborate if you have a question, if you have questions or want more info. I am kind of curious about the process because I guess I just don't understand. Like, like I was saying, I think um, obviously every country is going to have their own protocol. But I don't really get how if you have people that are a part of your country, why wouldn't they just be able to come home and you like have a what's the procedure like you do a PCR or rapid test or whatever. You quarantine them till you get the results like a day later. And then do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Every country has their own rule book. And maybe they said, well, by this day, we're closing our borders yeah. even to our citizens until this two weeks are over you, you know, gotta have two a way years to later your, like uh you gotta let your people back like knock, knock, what knock. are they supposed Hello? to can i come in uh, no i know can new zealand come and play nope they're still under lockdown and australia was under lockdown for an insane amount of time like i don't know that i think that's that's the rub for me and we disagree on this and i know that but that you can't take away someone's ability to make money and just lock everything down so people can't do things what do you mean? i disagree with you i don't disagree with that for a while, you you did. You're like, they shouldn't, oh, people yeah. shouldn't be out. And for the shouldn't first, be happening. For the first little while, while they figured things out. But they seem yeah. to have figured out what's going on. Well, isn't there that pill now to treat it? And ivermectin came, the research study came out or something. I don't even I don't, know. You know what? They You go to the doctor. The doctor They'll take care gives of you a shot, clears it right up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, that's not this. Okay. No, that's not what this is. But anyway. But you know, we're making like, leaps and bounds. Yeah, in we vaccination know. We treatment. know what we're doing. You know how to. You know, kind so you of don't avoid think it. We have to have everything shut down anymore. I don't think you should have any lockdowns at this point. Yeah. Like I just felt bad for the people who weren't able to make a living, a living doing what they needed to do because, at least in the states, there wasn't always enough financial support for people. So I was like, "What is going to happen to those people?" That just really worried me. Yeah. And now mental health stuff. We got to see people. We got to talk to people. It was nice being in New York that little period. I mean, not that we pretended COVID didn't exist, but it was nice. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Back to the story. So, yeah, Riley, I'd love to hear, like, 
why that took so long and why they didn't have a better protocol in place to like test you, release you. That's what I would think would happen. You know? I mean, it just sounds like bureaucracy mm-hmm. at this point. But maybe but they have a good reason. Maybe, I don't know what, like, exactly. I don't know. Again, not a doctor. Okay. So, um, so happy to elaborate. I have a funny injury story for you. I'm ready. Yes, please. Well, I think it's funny. I'll keep it quick though. When I was about 15 or 16 years old, I was in assembly at school one day and we had to sit on the floor for an hour listening to notices and other boring things for an hour. That's horrible. And when time came to get up, I realized that my foot had fallen asleep and I tried to move it so it would wake up. But the time came to get up was upon me before I could remedy the situation. And I wasn't about to be left sitting on the auditorium floor by myself. So I stood up and attempted attempted to walk to the door we've all done this before riley was down ah <laughs> i would assume so but there's been there was this period of time for some reason where the way that i wanted to sleep was to have my knees kind of like tucked up not all the way to my chest but like past my hips you know because i sleep on my side and doing that would put my legs to sleep mm. and so i was slowly trained myself to not have them up that high even though it's still way more comfortable because then you got to get up in the middle of the night to pee and, and my you legs, legs down they they don't they work, don't work and then you pee on the floor no, that didn't happen. But I had to grab the wall at the apartment and be like, <laughs> okay. So anyway, I'm it is bad. when you misjudge like, you know, you don't realize and needles. It, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a little sleepy. I think I can do it. But then it and feels you get up. You're like, no, <laughs> and it feels like you're hurting your feet because your feet feel like these stubs. You're like, a you have like no control over them. It's really wild. Is it dangerous when you, when your arm has gone to sleep or is that just like an early warning sign? Well, I'd assume cutting off circulation isn't good long-term in general because you could lose it. Then the cells start to die because they're essentially not getting blood. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And oxygen But there's some um, forms of, I don't know if it's therapy or Eastern medicine Mm -hmm. where they, you know, you do cut off the circulation a little bit. For a short period to flush it with fresh blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very short-lived. I don't know how long, but let's say like a minute or five minutes. But like, you know, I mean, if I'm sleeping on my legs. sitting on the toilet for like, 45 minutes scrolling on TikTok is probably not the best thing because then when you go to stand up and your legs are numb, don't pretend like you've never are done that before. Are your legs numb from sitting on the toilet? Really? No, I'm just oh. I tried to talk to him today on the toilet and you were like listening to rap music. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I was getting my day started. <laughs> I was like, I have to take a call. Roxy's outside. X going to give it to you. I knew. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Sean's in the club. <laughs> Otherwise known as the toilet room. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, it's my time in here. It's my time. And then I think I even said to myself as I walked out, I was like, oh my God, who listens to rap music while they go to the bathroom? It gets me motivated. Gets you going. Really gets you motivated. Okay. Back to Riley's story. Okay. So foot's falling asleep, remember? And we're in the auditorium. We're not about to be left behind. By golly, we're going to get up. Okay. So I stood up and I attempted to walk to the door. As you might expect, I couldn't feel my foot at all all and when i tried to use it my ankle gave way and it fell onto my friend (laughs) i don't mean to laugh because like i felt that way too like you don't have control the muscle you're like going down jolly legs so fell into onto my friend i had to get her to help me out basically to hop to class so i could sort myself out and then hopefully get home I actually had to go to the doctor because I couldn't walk on it because it hurts so much. The thing, it does hurt. Those pins and needles kind of hurt. went to the doctor? Wow, you really crimped a, a main line there. And maybe it could have been like the school nurse, but maybe she meant doctor. I don't know. And I had to explain what I did to the doctor, which, as you can imagine, was quite embarrassing. It turns out I had torn a ligament in my ankle. <gasps> oh, oh, that's no, why you went to the doctor. that's why. 
all because I was stupid enough to try and walk on my sleeping foot. I would assume because you don't have any control. Like whenever I've tried to walk, it feels like it's like, and I like look at my feet to make sure I'm not like walking on the side of my ankle because you just can't feel it. So isn't the body crazy? Okay. Anyways, thank you for making it to the end. I'm sorry if it's a bit long. Not at all. It was wonderful. I could take a lot of those stories. You had such good stories. Thank you for your podcast. It's been a real joy to have an episode to listen to each week. What an amazing community you have here. You have here. We all have it. Welcome home, Riley. Yep. Uh, glad thanks to hear for you everything made it. From Riley, a Kiwi who is finally home. Awesome. Yay. I wonder what Riley ate upon re- returning to uh, Kiwi Stan. Mm-hmm. No, um, New Zealand. Kiwi Stan. Stan just means land. Did you know that? Oh, is that why Ga- uh, Kazakhstan and Afghanistan? Stan. So it's the land of the Afghanis. Oh, interesting. The that land makes of sense. the Kazakhs. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know. The other day someone mentioned it. You know, and it was like a Canada fact Stan. bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lego Stan. Lego Land. Lego Land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. Disney Stan. I like your Lego, bro. Thank you. It's Thank Lego you. Stan. Thank you. <laughs> no. Yeah. The Afghanis, they, they play with Lego Stan. No. <sighs> Katie, who who here is more red about these sorts of things? Neither of us. You make a map. You're the second best, but I don't know anything. (laughs) That's why you're the second best. Another letter. Let's go. This is from Abby and it's entitled crazy medical mystery and bad advice. Hope someone's going to join us now. She must've gotten cold out there. Okay. It says, hi, Katie and Sean and the OTDM fam. My name is Abby. Hi, Abby. I know I've known Abby for a while. I've been a longtime viewer of the podcast since day one, to be a matter of fact. However, I've never written in because it seemed a bit scary for me. But when y'all asked for crazy medical stories, I had to write in. When I was a kid, and I say that lightly because I'm only 19 now, LOL. This is a complicated and potentially confusing story, so I'm going to do my best to simplify it so it makes sense. So bear with me, even if it's a little confusing. Okay. So I was about 12, maybe 11, and I was having this really intense pain in my upper left abdomen right under the bridge of my rib cage. um, Yeah. So I'm like, okay, okay. Yep. Following, following. That would especially hurt when I would take a deep breath. Okay. Have you ever had that where like your lung hits your rib when you breathe in? Sharp pain. Yeah. I don't know if that's what's happening, but in my head, that's what's happening. I'm like, ah, it feels like my lung sack is running into some bony. That's pr- why Janet pr- Jackson pr- had one of them removed because she had that pain. I don't think that's why. No. Did she have one removed? That was the rumor that Janet Jackson had a rib removed. Some people got ribs removed to be able to like suck it in more or some shit. Yeah. To look a little bit more svelte. Just I don't. I don't believe I the rumors, ribs, but I'm just reporting on them. I think your ribs are there for a reason. You should leave them. Yeah, uh, the floating ones. Get rid of it. <sighs> Nobody needs those anyway. Okay, so yeah, I was having a lot of anxiety at the time, so it took me a while to tell my mom about it. And then when I did, she said it was probably just my anxiety causing the pain. However, the pain persisted and was getting worse. So my mom took me to the doctor. The doctor was concerned that it could be a hernia or possibly appendicitis. Yeah, that's what I... Well, isn't appendicitis in the back? I don't know where the appendix is. <laughs> your appendage? Your appendix? I don't know where appendix is either. Um, it's right next to the gallbladder and your tonsils. They put. They should put, all, th- put all, all three the together you don't need, in one place. Just get them all removed. Yeah. Why do I get a... Although... I was reading about the things that they're supposed to do and they actually do have a purpose. You can just survive without that purpose. Also, just because in modern medicine, mm-hmm. they think it doesn't do something mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it 
they know exactly what it does, right? I know that the gallbladder is what does it do? It produces gall. In no, a it deals with the cell. bile. It like it, like it's a it's a cleaner right. or a filter to help you eat um, grass. I think was the the explanation I had when I was a kid. Oh, it's it's a remnant. Yeah, uh, you know, kind of like the pineal gland. You're like, well, you don't get rid of it because you don't know what it does. That's the gallbladder like, is a storage pouch for bile, mm-hmm. a liquid that aids in digestion. The liver continually makes bile, which is stored in the gallbladder until you eat. So it's where your bile is stored, so you can. So if you get rid of the gallbladder, or can you wait? Do they remove your gallbladder, or is that yeah. a that's unnecessary? I think you can get it removed. Um, what happens when you have your gallbladder removed? Normally, the gallbladder collects and uh, concentrates bile, releasing it when you eat to aid in the digestion of fat. Oh. When the gallbladder is removed, bile is less concentrated and drains more continually into the intestines, where it can have a laxative effect. So oh. you're you're affected by it. But then uh, it's the appendix. They don't remove your gallbladder unless they have to. Okay. But I think the appendix is what you're thinking. Yeah. Because. So the appendix is a small tube shaped pouch attached. I didn't even know it was a pouch attached to your large intestine. It's located in the lower right side of your abdomen. So hers is upper left under her ribs. This is lower right. See, I thought it was around like the back or side, but I think. Uh, some of my friends who've had their append had appendicitis thought they were having like really bad cramps, like period cramps. So that makes sense. The exact purpose of the appendix is unknown. However, it's believed that it may help us recover from diarrhea, inflammation, and infections of the small and large intestine. So it does have a purpose. That's why you don't remove something. It's the Chesterton's fence mm-hmm. of the body. Mm-hmm. You don't get rid of it if you don't know why it's there in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and they say the entire digestive tract they know helps with our immune system, but okay. some scientists and doctors think the appendix may be a place for our body to store certain types of gut bacteria that otherwise could be altered or changed during an intestinal illness or overuse of oh. antibiotics. So it's so almost it's like our, uh, our fauna flora mm-hmm. storage shed mm-hmm. that we have. So we keep our yeah, it's like the stem cells of your immune system. The stuff we need, we keep it in a safe little pouch. Called, it's good to know. I didn't know it was a pouch. Appendix. I thought it was like a, a solid thing, like a like liver. Like a kidney like, or a liver. Yeah. Me too. Same. Okay. So we've learned that. Okay. Back to Abby's letter. Okay. So be a hernia or possibly appendicitis. So, but it's on the upper left. I just don't think it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we went and got an abdominal x-ray. For a little bit of context, this x-ray was taken from the base of my neck all the way down to my pelvic bone. So pretty much your entire like abdomen. Yeah. Well, body like chest and your core. You got the arm core. You, you got, got your the back core, the Marine core. I think that's like the call core it. of your Ab body. Core. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm trying to catch up where I was at. When my doctor reviewed the x-ray, she saw that in fact, it was not a hernia, nor was it appendicitis so far. Dr. Katie, not really a doctor is correct. There were lots of large masses all over my lungs. That's terrifying, Abby. So now I have to go to a pulmonologist, which is a lung doctor. Thanks, because I wouldn't have known that a pulmonary specialist. I guess pulmonary specialist I think of as a lung doctor, pulmonologist, which thankfully I already had a good doctor because finding a specialist can be a real pain. It can. The lung doctor was quite concerned about these masses. They thought it could be cancer. At this point, I was absolutely terrified. Thankfully, they did some more tests, a shit ton of blood work and a CT scan with contrast, which funny side note with uh, with that, it was my very first CT scan. And when they do it with the contrast, that means that they use iodine to basically color different areas of your body, normally the veins and the arteries. 
They normally do this by simply injecting it through an IV. I've seen that before. I've heard of that. I think it was my dad had to have that done when he had kidney cancer. So somebody I know had to have it done. Um, but they usually do it through an IV. But for some reason, probably because I was a small child, they needed a lot of, uh, they need a lot of contrast. They had me drink an extra large polar pop sized styrofoam cup of blue powderade with iodine mixed in. That's um, back when I worked at St. Anne's in downtown LA, one of the girls had some kind of stomach pain and they made her drink. It was like this little glass bottle. And she was like, this is disgusting. And so they let her put Kool-Aid in it. Hmm. And she was like, but she still was like, what did she, what did she just call? Um, Blue. extra large polar pop size so polar pop the big styrofoam cup full of blue powder power aid blue power aid so it's like so Gatorade or something in, in with the, at least like some flavor probably like blue raspberry or something uh, very very exotic um uh, let me see this gatorade tastes like uh, blue so maybe blueberry red raspberry mm, iodine but that's the thing she says yeah. who said the iodine mixed into it and i don't know if either of you've ever tasted iodine but it isn't good is it bitter like at all i've never had it it's I like think. it's uh i haven't tasted it either but from what i've heard from people it's like super super irony and it it's like i don't know it's it's really uh i think it's like really bitter one time i cut my tongue really bad when i was riding my bicycle because mm -hmm. i crashed yeah it happened a lot crashing and, and uh, I bit my tongue and man, did it ever hurt? Like, I don't think there's anything worse than biting your tongue. I mean, there's other things oh, that are worse, but like, that worse. but that's a tough one. It's full of, you know, um, nerves and whatnot. And I was close to my house. So I went indoors and, um, mm -hmm. I didn't want to use rubbing alcohol, but I, you know, in my mind, the mouth is dirty, right? Like uh, no. a lot of bacteria. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's like good health, helpful bacteria. Well, yeah, but my, my tongue, like my mouth was full of blood, you know, like mm -hmm. it was a real gusher. And uh, so I, I used uh, not alcohol, but uh, what's the other stuff? Uh, oh, hydrogen peroxide. Thank you. Hydrogen mm -hmm. peroxide. And I didn't know how much it would foam up. Oh. And man, <laughs> I looked like I had uh, rabies. Rabies for sure. It was like this uh, white foamy, like, and it wouldn't <gasps> stop. And I rinsed my mouth with water and it would still, like it was. Oh, I should never have done that. No, I, I used too much, but I didn't swallow it because I know that's, that's dangerous. Okay, good, good. Okay. That's all. I was looking up. I just Googled like, how does iodine taste? And it said, um, okay, oh, hold on. Like hold iron? on. Oh, somebody's not really, they're not really talking about it. Someone's saying that something else tastes like iodine. Like when they have uh, certain scotches, the peated scotches, they think it tastes iodine-y. I don't know. I was just trying to find I'm like. getting hints of leather, notes of Red I mean, I've had iodized salt, but I guess I just don't know. And a bog. It's earthy, salty, and metallic. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. It has an antiseptic quality to it. Like metallic. Like Metallica. Boggy. Yeah. yeah no. It's Makes like, you bang yeah. your head. Okay. So she says, I don't know if you've ever tasted it, but it's terrible. So I sat in the hospital waiting room for about two hours watching PBS kids and forcing myself to drink a cup the size of, uh, of my, the size, oh, maybe the size of my face full of the grossest power aid known to mankind. And here's the kicker for the next like day and a half. My pee was completely blue because she drank all that blue power. Aid. That's kind of fun. As a 12 year old, I was quite amused by this. <laughs> That's like one time I uh, had a bladder infection and the medicine made my pee like hot orange, like Kool-Aid. And I told my friend Lauren, 
I was like, I got Kool-Aid pee. She's like, oh my God. She had gotten them a lot as a kid. My friend Holly got, uh, once I'd had a black, uh, UTI, I was like, oh my God, never again, you know, drink lots of water. Oh, our puppies making noise. Um, but then I felt bad, even worse for my friends. I know had had them all throughout our childhood. I was like, this shit's not good. Change your clothes after your workout. You heard it here first. Okay. Once all the scans came back, we were met with no more answers than when we, that what we started with. So they didn't tell them anything. All we could see was just how many masses were there. There were hundreds of tiny bumps all over my lungs, including the larger ones seen by the original scans. That's super scary. What is this? This was perplexing to the doctors. His conclusion was that it was a fungal infection called valley fever. That's what my mom's neighbor got. That shit will fuck you up. Yeah. He like went blind. Yeah. He, he had a pretty severe reaction to it. It put him in a coma. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this story has taken a turn for the worse. It's taken a turn. Okay. So valley fever, which is quite common in the deserts of Arizona. Yes. Yeah. If you're out in the deserts, cause it lives like just under the, the base layer. And so if the, the wind like sloughs it up. Or if you're digging in your yard, yeah. you know, planting your garden or you have whatever. You to wear like a, a N95 mask essentially right. or something like that. Um, it's common in the deserts of Arizona where I live. However, all of the diagnostic blood tests and biopsies came back negative for oh. not only that, but everything in the medical database. Okay. Nevertheless, my doctor said, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, then it must be a duck. So if it looks like valley fever, it seems like, you know, we're going to treat it like that. This is perhaps my least favorite phrase. I know because it means we don't have an answer, but it seems to be like this. So he prescribed me an antifungal medication that I was on for years. My body became highly dependent on it. And when I eventually had to be taken off of it, the withdrawals were brutal to say the least. Abby, I'm so sorry. Unfortunately, this medication did absolutely fucking nothing. And the masses continued to grow. The masses on my left side grew to the point where it severely impacted my breathing. So I had to have some removed. I'm wondering if you had to have some, why didn't they just like take them all or take as many as they could? You know what I mean? Because that's invasive. Yeah, but maybe that's the problem is maybe. you don't want to yeah. damage living tissue or healthy But lungs tissue. are regenerative, aren't they, in some way? It was fairly invasive procedure, and I was in the hospital for about a week with a chest tube. Oh, oh, it's hurting me. They sent the masses all over the country to have them tested for all sorts of things, and everything came back inconclusive. What I have is in no medical database anywhere. They kept me on the medication for a while longer, even though the masses on the right side continued to grow. I had to have another surgery two years later after the first surgery to have the ones removed from that side. They had them tested and broken down again. Still nothing. In the hospital, other specialists like a rheumatologist, a gastroenterologist, and um, after my time in the hospital, I had a follow-up appointment with a GI doctor because there was one other man in India with similar masses on his liver that were caused by Crohn's disease. Oh, what? it's autoimmune? Could perhaps. be. He did some other tests and saw indications of Crohn's disease. So we were treating it with the most aggressive form of treatment, which is an IV infusion that I receive every four to six weeks. And I've been doing that for a little over two years now, and it has been the most effective treatment that I've had. That's crazy. Crohn's on your lungs. I, I don't even yeah, know. Don't, Crohn's are lesions or Crohn's disease causes lesions. I in thought the, it was mostly in your digestive tract for right, some reason. But the same I, thing as lupus, right? Yeah. Except Crohn's is in your lower intestine and. Is Crohn's disease what. Uh, and, and your rectal uh, area. Is it what Hank has? Does Hank have Crohn's? 
I don't know. I know there's Crohn's and colitis. Right. Um, I think basically those are autoimmune diseases that affect your digestive tract. Like it could start from uh, Crohn's disease is a type of inflammatory bowel disease, IBD. It causes inflammation of your digestive tract. Yeah. So it'd be digestive tract. That's what I thought. That's crazy. Yeah. And wow. Okay. So they're, they're treating it as Mm -hmm. if it's It's Crohn's. Crohn's and it's been the most effective treatment. They still don't, they see some indications of Crohn's, but they don't really know. To this day, we're still unsure what exactly I have, but our best guess is it's some strange mutation of Crohn's disease. I'm sorry this was so long. I condensed it down as much as I could. No, no don't no. apologize. Fascinating. Yeah. That, and that was like, I mean, this has been years of your life dealing with this. And it's fucking nuts, man. And if you're the first case. Yeah. And that guy in India having it on his liver, right? That's crazy that it's like mutated out of just being an inflammatory bowel disease into other parts of your body. Hmm crazy okay keep us posted abby as you learn more and if they find a diagnosis or a treatment is effective completely please write back and write back in general but you know what i mean lastly here's my bad advice bit katie as an eating disorder specialist this will probably infuriate you because every other eating disorder therapist i've had thinks it's absolutely ridiculous so you've been warned thanks for the warning In the beginning, when we first thought it might be cancer, when I was like actually 12 years old, my dad and stepmom said that they could never let me do any radiation or medical treatment. All I needed to do was eat only broccoli. What? Is this like akin to my big fat Greek wedding when he's like, put some Windex on it? Yeah, broccoli cures everything. Cures my hunger because after about two bites, I'm not. I'm not hungry. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. No, I actually like broccoli, no, I like but broccoli. I don't think that broccoli is going to solve all your ills. No, I mean, it can help move I, your poop along. It's like I, nature's broom in your digestive tract, but. <laughs> Depends but on which way you swallow it. If you swallow it stem first. <laughs> oh my God. I remember when uh, they're doing the New Year's resolutions in the office and Kevin's like wants to eat more vegetables and he takes broccoli and he eats it from the butt end <laughs> and he's like, am I done yet? It's like. Uh, Abby. I'm really curious about what's going on here, but mm-hmm. uh, mainly with your your parents' advice, I, I don't think. Yeah, but we're not done yet. So okay. all she needed to do was eat only broccoli. If I just ate broccoli, then the cancer would be cured. Are these like Christian scientists? Oh, like, maybe. What's wrong with these people? So let's just say in the weeks leading up to the, comp- the, comp- <laughs> uh, the completion of the tests, I had a lot of broccoli. <laughs> Make you strong like broccoli. I know. Why do people have these weird, like, made hey, up... at least it wasn't like uh, chocolate chip cookies are going to cure your ills. You know? I that... mean, but maybe... either they're both just as crazy. Let's well, just... Maybe maybe their broccoli, their family comes from a long line of broccoli uh, farmers. Maybe Abby's family... Maybe Abby grew up on a broccoli farm. No, she said Arizona. Mm-mm. That's where they grow broccoli. No. Yes. No. Abby. <clears throat> okay, anyway... <laughs> You and I both know that you grew up on a broccoli farm. I think she would have told us. Yeah. Probably open with that. Just like you, Katie, I grew up on a broccoli farm. On a farm farm of trees, but mine were little baby trees. Yeah. We used to call broccoli trees and the cauliflower snowy trees. Oh, really? When I was little. Yeah. Yeah. I preferred them with cheddar cheese. You know which one I like? I like seeing how um, uh, Brussels sprouts grow. They don't all grow in Brussels, but... On a stalk. It's crazy. It looks cool. The first time I saw that, this is going to... I don't know if this will blow anybody's mind, but we never, we grew a lot of vegetables. We never grew Brussels sprouts in my family in the garden or anything. And 
so I I don't think I ever thought about how they were grown. However, I think we were already together when I learned, like I was like 26, maybe. And one, um, a local psychiatrist, uh, I'm going to forget her name anyway, over off of San Vicente in Brentwood was was sharing with me. I was like meeting with her and, um, her daughter struggled with binge eating disorder. So we'd have these long conversations about eating disorders and she was sharing her favorite Christmas recipe, like that she brings to different potlucks because people are like so wowed by it. And she's like, and they're wowed and it's so easy. You just go to Trader Joe's and get a stock of uh, Brussels sprouts. And she goes, and then I mix some maple syrup with, uh, what was it like cranberry juice? And uh, so anyway, she made like a glaze and she would put it on and then bake it for, let's say 375 for like 30 minutes or something. Yeah. You really have to uh, work with Brussels sprouts to make them tastier. But she's like, and then, you know, you just kind of cut into each of them so people can just pull them off of the stock. She's like, people are amazed. And I was like, stock. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm being polite. So I'm like, oh, yeah, sounds super yummy, blah, blah, blah. And then immediately I go to Trader Joe's and I'm like, holy fuck, they do grow on a stock. Yeah, it doesn't look like it should do that. No, and like it's a big stock in the middle and then these little Brussels sprouts. Bulbs all around the outside. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So that was when I learned, which I mean, maybe makes me completely stupid and ignorant, but I just never seen them that way. And we never really ate Brussels sprouts a lot growing up. My mom loves them now, but not back then. Ketchup comes from a tomato. Some people don't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that I do know. Yeah. I mean, I know personally, I know, but mustard comes from mustard seeds. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Are we ready for another letter? Yeah. Okay. This is from David Redacted. Hey David, how's it going? Hey, hey, hey. Also, Abby, definitely keep us in the loop because I'm, I'm, we're I, invested now. I want to know. Yeah, and, what's going um, on? I wish you good health and less broccoli, though. We got to find a balance. Yeah, gotta, I mean, let's, yeah, that's a lot of. I stuff. can't imagine that Abby's been eating broccoli straight for seven years. <laughs> it hasn't been seven. So, well, yeah, she said from the time she was twelve. And she's, oh, 19, she's nineteen. True. So seven true. years of broccoli. Mm-hmm crazy Got a little broccoli between your teeth there that's you know? a little too much broccoli yeah <laughs> oh but my God. i don't think that's the case i would assume that she's yeah but I, i'm like part of me have your parents considered going to see a specialist in like you know one of the clinics that does most of the research like my friend kim who had to have heart surgery lives in vegas and flew to the cleveland clinic in Ohio. i would assume that phoenix mm-hmm. if you're in arizona has you know top top medical um, but I'm just saying, do you know what I mean? If you have someone who's like doing new, this research or on something or, you know, right. Like you even, find the specialist who's, yeah. But even then, if, if you're, if no one knows what it is, I know. how but do I'm you find the specialist? If you, but if you get another, I, I guess another exam or another opinion, I find autoimmune uh, diseases or if that's what it is, if that's what it is. But because we talked about Crohn's and mm-hmm. whatnot, I find it fascinating that our body, not that it turns on us, but that your immune system is so agitated by the environment or whatever. I don't think well, that humans had auto and Hey, look, I, I, I'm not a medical professional, but there's a bunch of hypotheses about why autoimmune exists. And one is what we would all kind of assume is like food has changed a lot and processed food and blah, blah, blah. It has chemicals and hormones and that can fuck us up. So there's that. And I, that sounds true to me. Is it just plastic? Well, then the second though, it may be, then the second most common that I've heard is that our immune system is, is usually very active. And if we think of like caveman days or back in the day, you'd have a lot of like cuts and scrapes and you'd be like doing things out. And I, even as a woman, like hunting and gather, like you'd be hunting and be gathering, like, and you're, you're constantly like your body's challenged with, uh, you don't have as much shelter and 
healthcare. So your, your immune system is working all the time. To but keep now you it alive. doesn't have as much of a purpose. Oh, so then it, I don't know it if that's true, for... but that's another thing I've read. Um, and then the fact that we may have fucked up our system with other medicines over the years. Like, let's say you took a shit ton of Z-Packs or you took, uh, what's the thing for your skin? Uh, people get uh, when they have acne. Accutane? Yeah, Accutane. Like that messes up your digestive tract and stuff and can like cause. I took Accutane um, as a younger person. Why? And you don't have bad skin at all. No, but when I was younger, I, you know, I didn't want to, you know, anyways, um, John Dalton had uh, Accutane and he didn't like the way it made him feel. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, you want this stuff? It's, uh, it's, you know, helps you with your skin. I was like, yeah, okay. And I took it without a prescription because, you know, it's good. We're same age, same size. You know, that was my, no. yeah, I took a little medication there, but Accutane is it's the so devil. It's so bad for you. Oh my God. My hands peeled. My lips peeled. Yeah. Um, I was super uh, emotional. I remember mm-hmm. arguing with my dad, like getting into a, a re- this is when I was in New Hampshire. Yeah, the roid rage. The I got into, rage. It made me into a lunatic. And how long did you take it for? Mm, so I would assume like three weeks. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Because it wasn't a full thing. It was, I think John had probably had a week or something. And mm-hmm. I think it was like a six week treatment. I don't even remember. I just remember my, my hands getting all dry and peeling. It? Uh, cause I thought, well, it, it'll, you know, it'll be good for your skin sort of deal. Uh, but I talked to Jules who had mm-hmm. also taken it mm-hmm. and she was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. And so it's really bad. And even Rebecca, our friend Rebecca took it and she thinks that's what led to her Crohn's or colitis or whatever she has. Right. She didn't have any it's a issues pretty hardcore drug. And I think most. Uh, prescription medicines mm-hmm. you know there there's net positive mm-hmm. but there's always going to be some some drawbacks because you're introducing a new medication into your system and yeah. what what side effects does it have and are the side effects worth it well yeah if you're facing well look at like prednisone oh that's god a dirty that drug. screwed me up that thing's a fucking dirty drug but there's nothing that works as well as it when it comes to like steroid treatment and yeah. stuff like that but remember how swollen i oh, got oh yeah remember my old boss edna I was swole. she like retained so much water and got all puffy from it which yeah. is like pretty normal it's just messy but accutane i feel like should never have been created i know acne bothers people and it's but that's not the way to treat it i don't because, know they still i think they still prescribe oh, i think it. they still do and don't take it if you don't do don't do it um but if you go get your eyebrows waxed as a lady who gets her eyebrows waxed they always ask if you're on that and a lot the places i've gone to won't wax you why because it rips your skin off oh my god because think of all your peeling yeah it's like and then you have like bloody bits mm-hmm. wow it's not good but yeah so anyway i think there's a lot of that kind of stuff too so there's many reasons why we believe that uh you know these types of illnesses exist now and also there you can always lean into the the other i guess final reason why you could say these exist because we didn't know how to treat them before we didn't know what they were people just passed away or people had these issues you know what i mean right like right now that we catalog the issues we're yeah and we're able to like identify and catalog and treat some right. then you know we have a word for it versus saying like it, it, you know back in the day think of like how little medical stuff they had they'd call like everything consumption which was like you're an alcoholic or like a lot of people die from tuberculosis you know what i mean and like i forget the different words. Or, or like cancer they lump everything together when i was growing up i thought cancer mm-hmm. was just one thing mm-hmm. i had no idea up until not recently but like fairly last, recent, like 20 years or something yeah that, that there are you know it just means that the cells are replicating mm-hmm. out of control or something i don't know i still don't know what cancer means but, well no this it's not the cells are replicating out of control it's 
it's yeah, the type not. of cell it is. It's not just a cell. It's, it's a, a cancer cell. cell. It's right. a malignant cell. Yeah. The, right. It's it's going it's beyond like an its irregular purpose. cell. Yeah. It's not something's wrong with it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's get Anywho, into David's letter because clearly I, we're not doctors. We're not doctors. <laughs> I just I find uh, chronic ailments. But I'm glad you're okay. Stop taking. Please don't take things that aren't prescribed to you. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I don't do that. Just a couple of weeks ago, I went to the dermatologist because of my melasma, mm-hmm. and I have these two bumps that I want gone, and they gave me this cream. Yes. And I one day went to put the cream on and I couldn't find it and it was over on Sean's vanity in the oh, bathroom. I was using it on my little, which and, is almost gone. And I said, why are you using my prescribed cream? Well, I have the same thing you do. I said, did you ask the dermatologist for it? No. I said, please stop using things that aren't prescribed for you. It's not that I care if you use my cream. It's like, I don't even know what it is or if it's supposed to help with. Oh, that stuff is just a, mm-hmm. a something a to turn over the cells, I think. But I remember think- I had the, the, the the liver spot on my hand but just please stop picking using no but remember the liver spot on See, my hand he won't won't give in and the dermatologist froze yeah, and then the but then skin go back and have over. her look at it and get whatever cream and for then that. i put yours on there and now it's almost gone like it's practically gone i'm pretty are you still using my cream no 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 he I, probably is you guys. no i'm uh i'm using the ordinary now mm. the uh the red one because mm-hmm. that turns over the the cells yeah, as well it's got the alpha hydroxy something the AHA and remember when we talked to Dr. Hirsch, he, I was like, yeah, AHA and ABA or I don't know. But anyway, stop using things that aren't prescribed for you and just ask the doctor for the stuff. Make sure it works for you. Uh, okay. You guys, I tell you what. Okay. David redacted. Hey, so David. He's got an OTDM land. Sorry to keep land. you waiting. Come on in. He's got an OTDM land update and body mods. OTDM Stan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. OTDM Stan. It's a quick email. Is it? Hello, Katie, Sean, and the OTDM universe. It's the right honorable David Redacted, Prime Minister of OTDM Land, bringing a quick update about our great country. Okay, OTDM Land update. Within the past six months, our great land has already had business opening up shop here. Here are some notable ones. Yes. The Ball Pit of Despair, run by the Ambassador of Joy, Leah. I love it. Sue's Science Factory and Wanker Warehouse. (laughs) (laughs) Christoph's Music Lounge. Graham Publishing and Deli Company. Uh Perfect. uh Do they serve coffee? I hope they do. The Law Offices of Grinds and Gears and Associates. Nice. I like this one. (laughs) I like how this is coming together. Jeremy's Art, Art, Art Gallery and Travel, Travel, Travel Company. (laughs) (laughs) These are so good. There's one weirdo who keeps going into laundromats and trying to sell a business opportunity. We're keeping an eye on them because nobody knows what kind of opportunity they're offering. You're welcome, kids in the hall fans. Our most prominent tourist attraction is Princess Amelie Kingdom, which brings in a lot of money that helps fund our government mandate of blackjack and hookers and well-run healthcare system. <laughs> Got to pay for it somehow. Yeah. Got to have a well-run healthcare system, which I'm sure Sean is not against, right? I'm all for it. Not at all. As we all know, the official name of our great country is OTDM land or whatever we're going to call it. But it's easier if it's just abbreviated. So, Katie, now that I dub you the Minister of Word Pronunciation and Sean, the assistant to the Minister of Word Pronunciation, the assistant to... <laughs> so, I'm the assistant? To the Minister of oh. Word Pronunciation, your assistant to me. I thought I was the assistant. I ask you how to pronounce our abbreviated name. Oh, okay. So, it's OTDM. Low log 
TCI or WAG. So hold on. <laughs> I'm going to have to think about this for a second. Okay. Um, OTDM. LAWAG yeah. to CI. LAWAG to CI. Front and center. <laughs> Double squat. Fryman squat. Fryman squat. OTDM. Low wag to Kai. Okay. Day bow bow. Says, you know what? Let's keep things simple and just say OTDM land. Okay. I agree. I agree. I just wanted to remind people about the OTDM census map. Thus far, we have around 80 humans registered and Very Roxy, good. the Texas canine correspondent. Oh, yeah. You should register your pets. She's sleeping on the job. Yeah. Register pets too. So you can still put yourself on the map if you fill out the OTDM census form and we'll link it below. Okay. Moving on. We ready? Yes. Body mods. Ah. I mentioned in a previous email about my wisdom teeth being pulled out and I briefly said that I have a tongue split. I had it done 15 years ago and last year had it re-split. Pick provided, but not to show on the podcast because redacted Davis is okay. It's anonymity is important. Wait, you know, most people do it down the middle, right? Like, a, yeah, most people do it like Ooh. that. What if you do it on the side, you know, ah, Ooh. sideways? Ooh. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I don't want to compare, you mm -hmm. know, but when I crashed my bicycle, I didn't. Did that I happen? Didn't, no, I didn't go that, that far. David. David, you're a wild man. I know. He was a daredevil. He was a daredevil. I don't I, know, man. My tongue hurts for your tongue. Yeah. No kidding. Mm. Okay. Can you uh, can you move uh, independently then? Uh, like a set of legs? You know, like you're running. <laughs> I don't think so. But if so, David, please, please write back. Okay. Another mod I have is my conches punched out. I provided a photo that you can share. What yes, it? it's real. And no, you shouldn't do this. I will go into more depth about the subject in a future email. Okay. This is just a teaser. Okay. So that's the conch. Oh, that part of your ear. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Look, you can see me through his conscious. Your, your head is right through his conscious. <laughs> I am your conscious. <laughs> I make a good stand in. I love it. Your little face is right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Before I go, I have a question for you too. Yeah. Is there a bad smell that brings up happy memories? Oh. That's a good question. Bad smell that brings up happy memories. Yeah. Okay. Oh, for sure, for sure. What? Um, you know when you go to a creek that has uh tadpoles? Wa yeah, water that's not necessarily it's exactly the cleanest. Exactly the smell I was thinking of, isn't that crazy? Yeah, like fetid water. Mm -hmm. It's a little stagnant, rotten, stinky. stagnant. There maybe the the water has some pond scum on top mm -hmm. of it, mm -hmm. but like maybe some bubbles have been blown. But the bubbles have. How haven't is it escaped. possible we have the same memory of the stink? That's the stink I thought. Too. Because as a kid mm -hmm. playing in, like finding your own little creek mm -hmm. or playing in, in some water like a to ditch. Get tadpoles. Yeah, yeah. Home. You know, you, you the, they never survived and they smelled terrible. Right. Yeah, the smell of tadpoles, especially if they get. Uh, I had a little fish tank when I was a kid. I. Mm -hmm grabbed a bunch of tadpoles i'd put them in there and then i went to bible camp mm -hmm. and uh, when i came back the, the the water had kind of evaporated and the little tadpoles they don't evaporate right but they got stuck to the the oh, glass shiny. and they kind of cooked in the and they were like it really smelled they were like a little crispy just like the vikings used to make it was a dried treat for <laughs> the dog for, for chachi <laughs> which was my childhood dog mm -hmm. um he liked them so i i took the little tadpoles That's a lie. no he did i what it's like the Vikings I feel bad. Make... Why'd you do that to them? I didn't mean to. You I was a kid. Told somebody to take care of your shit. Yeah, I. I didn't. So think irresponsible. About it. I thought poor they. Patty poles. I know. There was about ten of them. That's so sad. Usually you have more, but I didn't really. It mm -hmm. wasn't a very good haul. Mm. So I mean, 
I know Peter's probably going to come snap me up here. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a bit of trouble. This probably this took a sad turn. It did take a sad turn. They're, I mean, they're just little. I just don't like it, and I feel bad for them. They're little froggies. Yeah. But um, I have that same smell because my friend Jamie and I used to play. This makes me sound. I mean, I grew up in the country, you guys, so get over it. But there was like this little. We lived on property next to where my grandma and papa lived because they gave my my dad and mom an acre on the corner of their like 32 acre property at the time and so in the middle of that property was this like creek that would run through it and so we'd play in that i didn't know there was a creek there oh yeah yeah (sighs) i would have gone and played in that creek Mm. we should have now nobody that we don't own any of that anymore Mm. but there's a creek that ran through and so there was this path that my papa had cleared so that we could walk not on the road but walk between the property to their house so nick and i would go up to grandma and papa's through that it was like it was a christmas tree farm at the time when i was really little it was just a farm um and then i think by the time i was like let's say six or seven that there were little christmas trees like little babies that were planted but anyway this creek we would go and play in it i mean my friend jamie would play in that and we'd even play in the ditch which makes me sound crazy but when you live in the country the ditch is just like this grassy muddy and we'd make mud pies and get you know tadpoles and stuff yeah like you know sometimes you go into those little places that smell is like childhood yeah it's pretty gross but it and the fur well i guess not it's not a stinky smell but like fur tree smell like up in mammoth that like oh. that almost dry but yeah for I me like it's more smell. like a wet fur tree smell mm-hmm. it's just like oh childhood but yeah tadpoles stink also another smell that stinks that like is a good memory to me you know when you boil cabbage? Yeah. It smells horrible. I don't find it smells horrible. It smells like farts. Yeah. It's a cruciferous. Is that correct? Yeah. Most cruciferous smells stink, a little like broccoli. farty. Yeah. So it's a little farty. Russell sprouts. But cabbage, uh, when we when we would make glop keys or what you call cabbage rolls. Yes. I was always excited and that meant that they were being made. Yeah. And that even though it smelled like farts, it was totally worth it. Well, yeah. I get it. You know? Okay. David says, hope you all have a great weekend. Till next time, the right honorable David Redacted, your modified prime minister of OTDM Lowag. Do we have time for one more? Yeah, let's do it. As always, we appreciate you holding it down with the census. Uh, For those listening, feel free to fill it out. It helps us, um, you know, know what you're up to at all times um if you want to give us your passcodes to your bank accounts that also helps too okay no, thank you no on. um also abby did not quite finish her email before it was sent so we have a couple things to add on oh okay about after the broccoli incident yes so oh she's growling in her sleep so she said remember if they just ate broccoli the cancer would go away i know i know broccoli's terrible she says, thank you for taking the time to read to read my story and share my story. I hope it was interesting and sorry if it was too much in the pit of despair. No. It wasn't at all. It shouldn't be too bad because it was mostly positive outcome, except right now when my insurance changed, I'm having to wait an extra two weeks for my infusion and my body is slowly shutting down. But don't worry. I'm rewatching the office and watching the podcast has helped distract me from the pain. Okay. I'm so sorry. If you guys like my story, I have many more medical stories ranging from crazy nurses to my allergic reaction to my COVID booster shot. We've had quite a few members of our community. I don't know what it is about the booster, but having an allergic reaction to that particular shot. I don't know enough about it. I just assume it's just more of the first. I guess so. Same as the first. Right. Um, okay. I couldn't fit all of them into this email because I didn't want to write an actual novel. This email is already far too long. Hope y'all are well, Abby. You can always send in more. Please do send in more. Okay, next letter. Yeah. This is from Ben. Although, if you want to send in a letter Mm -hmm. in relation to the medical field, 
I'm always curious about, so uh, a medical professional has to be somebody who, you know, has gone to school uh, for quite some time and they really know their stuff. But you ever uh, meet somebody who's a medical professional? And you're like, how did, how did, how did this person mm-hmm. make it through? You know, that's fine with the schooling, but the tests. And then, and then, who hired? The, you know, because okay. they're so wacky. Oh, you know, it, you you ever meet a medical professional? You're like, well, a lot mm. of people go to medical school in different parts of the world, right? Like, I I don't know how true this is. So this is not my opinion. This is just somebody that I knew who was applying to medical school when I was in college. Yeah. So I was a senior. They had just graduated. They were taking their MCATs or whatever, and they were applying for medical school. And they said, anybody who can't get into the medical schools in the States goes to the Caribbean. Mm. And I was like, what? Like, that's where the hacks go. Now, again, oh. not my belief. I know nothing about Caribbean I would assume schools. they have good doctors there too, but I maybe would so, but it's a little bit more lenient to get in. Is I guess it's easier is what they were saying. You know? Okay. I maybe know. I should apply there. We could. Get my uh, degree yeah, out man. of Yeah, <laughs> Go to the Caribbean, man. Get your medical like degree. Like hot, hot, hot. <laughs> okay. We only have a couple more minutes because you No, but I want someone therapy. to send in a letter. Uh, send in your notes on okay. the craziest uh, medical professionals you've ever met. Yes. The or crazi- not craziest. The craziest I, interactions lose- or the wildest uh, misdiagnoses. Or somebody who you're like, is this person really the medical professional I'm supposed to be seeing right now? You know? Yeah. Where you're like, are you the nurse? Are you just uh, the guy who mops the floors? What's happening here? Right in. Yep. To do- OTDMland. No. Mm-hmm. OTDMPod at gmail.com. All this OTDM land got me all mixed. I'm all mixed up. Hoo-hoo. Okay. We have time for one more letter because you have therapy in a minute. This is from Ben. It says, hey, Katie and Sean. Oh, it's entitled FAA and 5G. Thanks for keeping everything together for us, Ben, because I'm very interested in this. I feel like we're about to be fact-checked. Totally. Fact-checked. As the Minister of Space and Electricity and a flight simulator, bad pilot parentheses oh. let me chip in a bit on your discussion of uh, on episode 97 about the faa and potential 5g interference all right the issue was with a device known as the radio altimeter as sean noted this device will allow an airplane to know exactly how high above the ground it is at any particular time this usually only applies to low elevation passes it doesn't matter when the plane flies high okay makes sense because once you're up, you're up kind of thing, right? The 5G bandwidth is between 3.7 and 3.98 gigahertz. And the radio altimeter frequency is 4.2 to 4.4 gigahertz. Okay. They are well separated. So what's the issue? The problem is... And I didn't hear 5G in any of any those of two. That. Nope. Mismarketing. The problem... Well, it's better, 5G is easier than 4.4G. I got 4.2G. The problem is that there's always a small amount of bleed over from one frequency to the next. Right, right. In the case of the radio altimeter, which essentially sends a radio wave down to see how long it takes for it to return. So it's almost like a bat sending out its... Echolocation. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. We're 30,000 feet. Vor, nav, com, and uh, radio altimeter. you're just saying words that don't make sense to me. Okay. Now you're just saying random words. Because the return signal is much weaker, even a small amount out of the band power can be an issue. Mm. This is an even bigger issue with many airplanes that use this as part of the autopilot system. The 737 MAX is particularly sensitive, which has been a problematic plane for the last many years. 
of some note, this has been an issue over the world, and it's only coming recently to the U.S. No issue has been seen from its use in other countries. But the FAA is working very closely with the cell phone providers to make sure it won't cause an issue. In the end, this is a similar issue to putting your phone in airplane mode before an airplane takes off. It might theoretically cause some issues, but to my knowledge, no major issue has ever been caused by such. I know I've forgotten to put mine in airplane mode sometimes because, you know, you're just doing something. I don't really think about it. I know the plane's going down, you you, you know, instead of saying goodbye, like we're, we're like, oh, no, the plane's going down, Katie. And we, I love you. But rather than that, it's like, I forgot to put my phone in airplane mode. Oh, no. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Um, it's always oh, good to keep an eye on potential problems to make sure it won't be a major issue. Thanks for all you do, Ben. Thanks, Thank ben. you, Ben. Our Minister good, of Space and Electricity coming in with all there. of the information. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I wondered, and we flew fine, you know, to New York and back, and yeah. everything was we all just good. Just flew to New York, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> I do wonder, and anytime I hear the FAA now, mm-hmm. I think about Boeing, and these are great companies. Boeing's a great company. Uh, the FAA is a great organization. However, there's some times where they, nobody gets it right all the time. And when they were doing the self-certification I know. on Boeing's behalf, and that's why the, that autopilot, what is it? The, the, the max, the super max, the 737, the 7s, I don't know. I don't remember. But that plane that Sounds kept. Like you're talking about prisons there for a second. Right. Max, but that plane, that type of plane that was crashing, it was mm-hmm. the new one that they made. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not right. It would go into like a, a stall and they couldn't recover it. Mm-hmm. And How so, terrifying. right. And yeah. it was because they had that autopilot. And they had that huge manual they're trying to flip. Oh. Oh. Why do you have to bring it there? Well, no, I was just thinking that the FAA sometimes doesn't get it right because what happened with that was that they were allowing Boeing to oh, self-test. I know, but hopefully now with that, they're like, they're getting their shit together. Right, right. Somebody's behind them going, cha, cha. Well, that's how you learn from, from accidents, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you touch to a learn. stove, it's hot. We shouldn't have to learn from accidents. We plane should. falls out of the sky. We got to learn not to do that, you know. And I don't that, need one to fall out of the sky to know it shouldn't be falling. Well, like seatbelts. Seatbelts only came about after people, you know, were thrown from cars. Okay, okay. So I don't like where this is going, and I'm going to have to put a stop to it. No, but I'm thinking that <laughs> that they're going to get this 5G thing licked real quick because no planes have fallen out of the sky. So I think we're in good shape there, right? By your hypothesis, a plane has to fall out of the sky because of this in order for them to recover. Oh. That's what you're saying. Well, no, just that there is danger, and then they fix things based on danger. And, oh. You know, they okay. try and we'll anticipate clear, everything. Because that sounds scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I guess I'm just going to go. What? Go what? I don't know. Just go. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Get out! Get out of here! No. Um, thank you for listening. I appreciate. And we're almost it. caught up on our letter, so wasn't feel that free. the last one? Yeah. Well, not that we're not caught up. Oh, but that one's like right at the top. We're, of the list. we're getting uh, Ben's letter. All right, we're caught up. We'll say we have one, two, three, like five. All right. Well, the floodgates are open. Feel free to send Mm -hmm. in your letters. Uh, Tell us your funny stories, your sad stories, your your bike stories, anything, funny funny things you ate for lunch Mm -hmm. as a kid, all that jazz and all that jazz. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I hope you're staying warm wherever you are. It's still, it's going to be cold here all through the weekend. I know you didn't even compliment me on my ugly sweater. I think you wore it around Christmas time and I mentioned it. I forgot this time and I'm sorry. It's okay. I like your sweater. Thank you. I like your ugly YouTube sweater. Okay, have a wonderful weekend. We will see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.